Hi everyone, welcome back to the Our Village Needs podcast. Today we are talking to Jessie. Jessie is a mum to two little girls and she's got a little boy on the way. Um, She works in emergency services and she's going to talk to us about what it was like to have a baby um, who had a hole in her heart. So I just want to start off. So how old's Gracie now? Uh, so Gracie's just turned two um, in August. So how far into the pregnancy were you when you first found out that something may not have been completely normal? In our 20-week morphology scan, we were told that um, the baby had a um, hole in their heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't a big thing. Apparently a lot of babies have holes in their hearts when they're, um, you know, in mum's bellies um and yeah it was just a don't worry I'm sure it'll close by the time bub's born okay so were you when they first told you that were you panicked or did you feel a bit reassured because they said oh don't worry yeah I was just reassured we we honestly we weren't too worried um because everyone said it happens all the time and it was quite common okay so were there any sort of follow-up appointments to confirm what was going on or was it just your normal next appointment? Yeah, so um, a few weeks later I went to just my midwife appointment mm. and told her that um, baby had a hole in her heart and I still remember she ummed and armed and second-guessed herself whether to refer us on to the children's hospital to have another scan mm. and she, right at the end, she's like, oh, yeah, I will. I'll refer you on to the children's hospital and they can do another scan there like while I was still pregnant. So, yeah. So you started extra care. Yeah, just the one, hospital. just that one extra appointment um, and that was when we found out um, the severity of it. So in between finding out that something maybe wasn't quite right and then going and having it confirmed, what was that like having to wait for those definite answers, especially when you were living so r- like really rural? Uh, we still weren't too worried about it. Um, super worried. Yeah, just everyone had everyone that we had talked to had said, it's very, very common. It really wasn't mm-hmm. a big thing. Um, yeah, we just we didn't know. Um, so take me back to when it was confirmed that there was officially something wrong when you went and had that scan at the children's hospital. Was it an in-person appointment where you found out or they did they ring you with the results? Or? Yeah, so, we, so my husband and I went um, to, he was a field cardiologist with some other specialists. So we went into a room and had an um, echocardiogram, which is, Mm-hmm. a scan of the baby's heart while I was still pregnant, obviously. So I was about 28 weeks pregnant at this okay. time. Um, so it was around the start of June and we had Gracie's start of August. And so, yeah, we got that, um, yeah, we were in that room having that um, echocardiogram done and you could just read the room that something was wrong. Um, it was oh. a very, yeah. it was So a, the energy in the room got a bit heavy. Yeah, it was very quiet. It was tense. Um you know, there was colours on the screen, images on the screen, and I didn't know what I was looking at, but there was about two or three people looking at it and you could just read the room that something wasn't right. Mm. And um, and then we got taken into another room and the fetal cardiologist sat us down and, um, like, drew us some diagrams and showed us where the hole was in Gracie's heart. And he said that in his experience that uh, she would need open heart surgery when she was three to six months of age mm-hmm. um, when she was born and that we'd be dealing with the symptoms of a holy heart uh, when she was about six weeks of age. 
Okay. And so what was your guys' immediate reaction at that point? How did you guys receive that news? Um, I think at the at the very start we were just shocked. Like mm. our world just got completely turned upside down because um, at that time we were living in the country. Mm. Um, we didn't have um, hospitals nearby. We didn't have ambulances nearby. Because you were at Moore, hey, so yeah. you were quite far away from Yeah. We weren't near any medical services and if there was an emergency. Yeah, if there was an emergency, it was the it was an hour drive to the Kabulcha Hospital. And so straight away we were like, well, we're going to have to get transfers back to the Brisbane area mm. um, and we would have to, you know, uproot our life in the country and come back to, you yeah. know, suburbia living. Mm. Um, so at that point when he the doctor's given you these results, what was the official diagnosis at that point when she was still in your tummy? So they said that she had a large muscular VSD um, and the VSD stands for the ventricular septal defect, which is just a, a large hole um, at the, it's kind of like the, down the bottom of Gracie's heart. So and is that where you would normally find a hole? Uh, no, if it's, if, it's, um, if it's higher, it's a different type of, it's not a VSD, it's an ASD. Okay. Um, and then, but because it was the lower chamber of the heart, it's a like mu- large muscular VSD. Okay. Um, so, how did your friends and family support you guys during that time? Um, so, everyone was really supportive of us. Um, some people would say, "Oh, like, what if she's born and she's fine and you've moved for no reason?" But we couldn't take that risk of um, not transferring back to you know, um, Brisbane area, mm-hmm. we couldn't take that risk of having, if she was, if she did turn out to be sick and we were still living in more, we'd have to move with a sick baby. And yeah, we, and um, when we were out at more, Sam was um, on call 24-7 and we couldn't do that um, to our work to, you know, if I had to rush to the hospital, Sam would have to stay home with mm. our two-year-old. So we couldn't, we couldn't do that to work either. Yeah. What was it like in the days after finding out that Gracie had a hole in her heart? Like I imagine that would have been next level stressful. Yes, uh, there were many, many tears. Um, There were a lot of sleepless nights. I was still working at that time and my brain just wasn't in the right frame of mind to be at my work and I was just doing, I think just because of the stress of everything and trying to think of the logistics of our tenants who were in our house in the Brisbane area Mm. to line up when they could buy their house and move out of our house and I had to worry about whether we were going to move when I was very heavily pregnant and how helpful I would be but then also having a two-year-old but then I was also worried about if we couldn't move in time I would have a newborn to move with and recovering from a c-section. So when did you end up moving? So we moved when Gracie was, oh, and that was the other thing, and COVID. It was, it oh, this was, was all during COVID, wasn't it? Was it was so crazy. Lockdowns. It was crazy, crazy COVID times when we would have uh, just those snap lockdowns for a few yeah. days. So we ended up moving when Gracie was 10 days old. So you did end up having to move with an unwell newborn and recovering from a C-section. Yes. We didn't realise how sick Gracie was when, like, the first few days. Um, we just thought she was a very sleepy baby. So what support were you offered from that point on? Uh, we didn't we didn't get any extra support or anything like that. There was still that 
tiny hope that Gracie would be born without like any symptoms, showing any symptoms. And what were the doctor's plans from then on was, uh, like I know you said before, they brought up maybe a surgery. What was their advice? Yes, so that was that was the initial talk that she would need surgery when she was three to six months old, mm. um, open heart surgery that is. Um, there was the other option of having, I can't really remember, I can't remember. It was like a tiny procedure at the start when she was a few months old and then when she was about four she would need surgery but there was still the hope that as she got bigger her heart would get bigger and the as the muscles and the heart get bigger the hole would close and that was while you were pregnant or as she was growing up um just everything as okay. while I was pregnant and while she was growing so there was a bit of hope on the doctor's part that the hole would close up yeah and they would just keep checking it yeah um so from then did it get smaller the hole did it stay the same did it get bigger it didn't get smaller I remember that's what they said but for the rest of the pregnancy we didn't have any more scans or checks or anything like that okay so they just were like just go keep going as you are sort yeah of thing. yeah 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 because um there wasn't the worry because Gracie was in my belly my body was doing all of the circulating of the blood and the oxygen around her body through the umbilical cord like Mm. so my body was working for Gracie so there wasn't that worry it's when she gets out and And she has to do it on her own yeah she has to and that's why this they say the symptoms don't start showing till they're about six weeks old is because they get out they start to real like they start to learn how to breathe properly and their lungs and their heart just kind of do what they're meant to be doing and that's when the symptoms start okay um so how was the rest of the pregnancy um, the rest of the pregnancy was, yeah, uneventful. I just, you know, plotted along. In preparing for the birth, were there any extra precautions taken during the birth and leading up to it? Because everyone sort of knew, like, because you had you had to have a C-section, so everyone would have been aware of, you know, we're about to deliver this baby who's got a hole. There was still the hopefully bub's born without the hole or mm. hopefully um, it closes within the first few weeks of her life. Yeah, there was never any special, yeah, there was never any special precautions. Um, like you can be born with a hole in your heart, but it's just when the symptoms start, that's when the problems arise. Because a lot of people mm. around the world have holes in their hearts. They just are asymptomatic, so they don't have any of those symptoms. Okay. Mm. So once Gracie was born, did she need any extra care in the hospital? Like did she go to NICU or anything like that? Uh, No, I specifically remember the paediatrician at the hospital uh, listened to her heart and said, oh, she sounds fine. Oh. So um, I thought to myself, oh, my God, we've just turned our world upside down for nothing. Mm. Um, But, yeah, then then the symptoms started um, a few days later, so... So they said symptoms would start to show about six weeks and they showed at 10 days? Yes, so 10 days. Did they tell you what to look out for? They told us that she'd, one of the symptoms were that she could breathe fast. Mm. Um, and like that, a fast, shallow no, breathing or just Just fast? kind of like panting. Okay. Um, yeah. Like So she'd just take some deep breaths and just kind of sound like she was panting and like puffed out sort of? I can't, I can't remember and I don't look at the videos because they make me sad but she would breathe really fast and mm. we didn't so we didn't notice any of this at the start so she'd breathe really fast 
and she had trouble feeding. So that was so she yeah. So she would have a couple of mouthfuls of her bottle and then she'd go to sleep for 20, 30 minutes. Mm. And then she'd wake back up and then she'd have a couple more mouthfuls of her bottle and then go back to sleep. So she was working extra hard just yeah. to try and get that that food into her. Yeah. So Gracie, when she was born, she'd sleep for 21 hours a day. So she'd be awake and then she'd just be like just exhausted and just asleep. And we just thought she was just a sleepy baby, but mm. it turns out that her heart was just making her whole body work a little bit more harder. Um, how did you cope as a new mum knowing that your baby was unwell? So we had paediatric cardiologist appointments um, when she was one week old. Everything seemed all right. Mm-hmm. So is that why you didn't really pick up that anything was wrong? Yeah. Because all the health professionals had said she's she's fine. So if she was extra sleepy or something, you didn't think much yep. of it because you'd been told it was fine. Yeah. Yep. And so then we went to that same um, cardiologist uh, when she was two weeks old and that was when um, we definitely noticed that she was breathing. Her breathing was just, it was definitely a lot faster and it was just a bit irregular. Um, so okay. it just, it didn't look right. Mm. And he put her on um, frizomide, which prevents um, fluid buildup because she had okay. some fluid buildup. And this was at two weeks old? Yeah. So one of the things you said she struggled with was feeding. You had to tube feed her. She was fed through a tube, through her nose. Yes. Can you talk me through the process of having to learn how to do that on top of being sleep deprived and having a toddler and a newborn? Yes. So when Gracie was six weeks old, uh, we went to the emergency department because the paediatric cardiologist we were seeing him every fortnight and every time we'd see him because she was getting a little bit bigger each time because I was feeding her, you know, constantly 24-7, mm. um, she was gaining like a little bit of weight. So every time she'd gain weight, they'd have to adjust her frizomide medicine. So we were upping that medicine every two weeks. And so when she was six weeks old, um, her breathing, it was a Saturday afternoon and her breathing just looked very shallow like it looked like she was like belly breathing Mm. and they call it retractions and she was breathing really fast so babies breaths per minutes totally normal is 30 to 60 breaths per minute Mm -hmm. so any any time of the day you would count Gracie's breath and she'd be breathing 90 something wow so and that would that totally explained why she couldn't drink her bottles because she was panting and breathing so fast yeah yeah um so I took her to the hospital um because I could just tell something wasn't right and emergency yeah sorry to the emergency department yeah Yeah. so I took her to the emergency department on a Saturday afternoon and And how old is she at this point when you take six weeks six weeks yeah so she was six weeks and you know we were sitting in the kabulcha emergency department you know, all the rooms with the little curtains separating us. And she was sitting on the bed and she was she was very pale as well. That was another symptom. So she was very pale. One of the emergency department, one of the doctors walked past and he did a double take at Gracie lying on the bed. Mm. And he came over and he goes, oh, no, we hadn't seen anyone yet. They were very busy. And he came over and he said, oh, what are you here for? And I said, oh, I don't want to worry. Like, I'm not a worrier, but I said, I remember saying something's not right about Gracie's breathing Mm. and he looked at her and he said, oh, yeah, I'll I'll get the paediatric paediatricians in. So he called in a paediatrician and that was when it all we all kind of got the ball rolling and 
um, we found out that she was showing all the symptoms of um, the heart failure. Heart failure, okay. Yeah, which and is, this was at six weeks old. Yeah, which yeah. is what they told us could have happened, like could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, she was diagnosed with heart failure, but they weren't too worried because they called it controlled heart failure. So okay. we could control it with the medicines. Yeah. So as a new mum hearing that your six-week-old baby is in heart failure, how did that feel? It was very hard. I had kind of mentally prepared myself anyway because at that time I lived on a Facebook page for kids with heart defects Mm. and so I knew that there are a lot of parents dealing with heart failure so I I wasn't too surprised when I found out that she had heart failure. I was just surprised that we'd been dealing with these symptoms when she was 10 days old Mm. and that it hadn't really been picked up until she was six weeks old. old, And did you start to think the worst or were you able were you able to just be like no no it's all it's okay um at that time I just uh to be honest I just wanted her fixed um Mm. I didn't care if she had open heart surgery I just I just wanted her to be healthy and you know happy and I just didn't want to see her so sick Mm. as she was so was it at that point at six weeks old where they said okay she's in heart failure controlled heart failure um we're gonna start tube feeding her yes um so they showed you how to do that? Yes. So so we um, were admitted to the children's ward of the hospital um, and we stayed there for I think it was five nights all up and on the first day they told me that it wasn't normal for her to take one hour to finish her bottles and I just that was just what I'd been doing for the previous six weeks. Like I just thought that was. It was just your normal. Yeah, it was. Mm. it just became our normal. And um, so they said tube feeding would be the best option so she could gain more weight um, because before surgery they like babies to have a little bit of weight um, on them. So we got an actual proper uh, feeding machine um, and they showed me how to use it, um, showed me what buttons to press and allowed me to take it home with us. Mm -hmm. But I ended up just, um, uh, it's just called gravity feeding. So I ended up just holding the tube while it went into her stomach yep and did you have to put the tube in and out of her nose or because I imagine it would have come out yes sometimes so the tube when she first got the tube put in so it was a 25 centimeter so it went 25 centimeters into her stomach so it would go up her nose down her throat and then into her stomach so the first time they did that it was 25 centimeters every time you'd go to feed her, you would have to check the pH level. So um, the tube feeding, it wasn't as daunting as what um, you would think. The trick was that you just had to be organised. So every time you'd go to feed Gracie, you'd have to check if the tube was in the right place, so if it was still in her stomach. Yeah. Her stomach. And so how you'd do that, you would get a syringe to extract the stomach acid from um the tube and you check the ph level with you know the colorful uh rainbow scales yeah and so it had to be a certain color to show that it was in the right place Mm -hmm. and if it wasn't the right color it meant that the tube might have moved and it might have been in her lungs which meant okay you weren't allowed to feed her and you would have to take it out and try and like thread it back yeah so i i did do that once and i shouldn't have um, so every time the tube would come out, which happened probably once or twice a week, 
um, we would have to go, I'd have to take her to the hospital and she'd have to get a nurse to. Oh, gee, so you put, couldn't, it wasn't something you could do at home. It was a trip to the hospital every time. Yeah, so we we had the tube for a few months and right towards the end of it, they actually said to me, would you consider doing this yourself? And I, and I, I didn't want to because I wanted to just be like mum and I just wanted to comfort Gracie mm. after the tube would be placed. I didn't really want to be the one inflicting the discomfort. Yeah, inflicting the pain and the discomfort. Would she squirm when you were trying to get the tube in? Would she cry? Yeah, so you'd, you, we'd have to hold her down and, and she'd just scream like as soon as it happened. She'd mm. just scream because she knew it was coming. But it's traumatic. It was a necessary, it was unfortunately a necessary evil and half her luck, she can't remember any of it. And how long did mm. she tube feed for? Um, uh, so she got it in October, all of October, November, December. It started January is when I pulled it out. Um, okay. I just and had, was that enough. doctor's advice to take it out or? No, I had just had enough of. So Gracie had had the tube from October until January. Um, so it was only about three three months. Um, but that at, at that time we were going to the hospital once or twice a week to get the tube put back in because stressful because sometimes we like you'd go to pick her up and it would be tangled with something and you'd accidentally rip it out or mm. that my mum accidentally did that one time um I did that a few times um or Gracie was getting more mobile so she was you know she was at that age where she was rolling so mm. you'd go into her room five o'clock in the morning and she's she's pulled it out herself accidentally yeah. um so I was sick of that um, and I started having um, bad dreams about um, checking the stomach acid and there being blood in the syringe. So, so it was really affecting you guys. Um, it sounds like it would have been really traumatic. Yes. And overall. Yes. And so, yes, yeah, so I was starting to have bad dreams um, and um, there was at the start of January we went to Australia Zoo and I did – I went to go feed her, so I went to check the food acid and I forgot that she had had blueberries that morning. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to check the um, the level of acid in, like, the, the stomach, the blueberries were still in her stomach, so the whole tube was a very dark red-purple colour. And so I thought, oh, my God, this is yeah, You thought my your dream. nightmare was coming yes. true. Yeah. This is what I've been thinking all along. And so that really scared me and then I realised that she'd had blueberries that morning. So, mm. yeah, I just couldn't I just couldn't deal with um, another night of, you know, not good sleep. So mm. I decided to take it out and just do a lot of little bottles and just see how we went. And did doctors say when you said that you were going to just do the bottles again, did doctors advise you against that or did you just say, no, this is what I need to do because I know um, my the, baby? So our cardiologist at the time, he was very for that. Um, okay. As long as she kept gaining weight. Okay. That was the one thing. So as soon as if she didn't gain weight, that was when it would mean that the medicine wasn't working yeah. and her heart was working a lot more than what it should have been and okay. because the medicine should have been really helping. Yeah. So how old was she when you stopped the tube feeding? So okay. Gracie was about five months old when I um, took the tube out. Yes. Mm. Did Gracie get to a point or an age where you started to relax and not worry as much about the hole in her heart? 
when she was about, um, I'd say nine or 10 months old, she kind of just woke up one morning and we noticed her breathing was a lot more normal Mm. and she was a lot more sprightly and a lot just could move a lot more and she Mm. didn't seem to show as many symptoms as what. And that was around nine or 10 months, you said? Yes, Yeah. yeah. In the future going forward, what do you need to look out for in Gracie health wise? The number one thing would probably be breathlessness. So, yep. so if she was out playing and she was a bit breathless, that would be one of the things. And another thing would be um, fluid retention. So fluid retention like in her face or in her um, oh, okay. legs or ankles. Um, mm-hmm. If if they just started to be a little bit more fluid buildup, that would mean that, um, yeah, there's a lot more fluid around her body. than. Yep. And is fluid. surgery still on the table as an option? Uh, we're in the, we've been in the wait and see basket for a long time. Um, mm. And even when she was very sick, we were still in the wait and see basket because they were still hopeful because she was still gaining weight. They mm. were hopeful that it would just close on its own. Uh, so yeah, we're just in the wait and see basket for now. Um, so they're happy enough with how she's tracking. And we're happy with that as well, because she's not showing the symptoms what that we were dealing with Mm. so I'm happy so as of right now today she's two now what's her official diagnosis right now um so our last cardiologist appointment was uh when she was one so a year ago we had a cardiologist appointment and at that stage she still had the large muscular VSD so she still had the large hole in her hole yeah it hadn't closed but it wasn't showing symptoms anymore, but it still was there. So as of today, she still got the hole, but she is doing well yes. with it despite yes. despite the hole. Yes, looking at Gracie, you would never be able to tell um, mm. all the issues that she had in the first yeah, year well, of her life. She's sitting with me right now and you would never know. She's a completely normal, happy kid, eating, drinking, playing. Yes. So you would never know. Um, does she still... Is there anything she's got at the moment that, you know, gives it away, that she's got that hole? So if you listen to Gracie's heart, you can hear the the big whoosh noise, which is the blood, like, escaping the hole. Um, okay. So it's not. So anyone can just put their ear on her chest at the moment and they can hear that whooshing and that's yes. the hole. When she was, um, when she was, when we were in the hospital for, when she was six weeks of age, um, all the student doctors would come and visit her because she was such a, a rare case because mm. she was so young and she had such a loud, um, it was such a loud noise that they all came and did their assignments on her. Oh, wow. Um, there you go. Which, Famous. Which In was, the medical world. Yes. <laughs> um, so I just want to finish off with just present day. She's thriving now. What are her interests? What does she love doing? Um, she just loves to hang out with her older sister, Georgia. She loves to draw and she loves going to daycare, playing with all of her friends, playing outside. And what's her personality like? She is a kid that definitely lives life to the fullest where she thinks the rules don't apply to her. (laughs) Hey. And you can get away with it. Yes, and she can because I've always got I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Gracie because when she was so sick it was just me and Gracie because it was COVID times as well. So it was me and Gracie at the hospitals and my my husband and 
our eldest, Georgia, she would be at home. So it was me and Gracie going through all the medical procedures and the... So that bonded you guys? Yes. Out of that trauma came a nice bond. I think it definitely did. Mm. And lastly, what do you think she'll be when she grows up? (laughs) We always joke. We always joke that she's going to be a little stripper because she's always dancing (laughs) dancing on tables and she is very much a wild child and just... Yeah, like she drew on the walls the other day and she just does whatever she wants. Yeah. Does whatever she wants. No one's going to boss you around. No, she's a little, she's definitely a little firecracker. Mm, So possible stripper. Yes. (laughs) So look out. See how she goes. 20 years, we'll check back in and see what she's doing. (laughs) All right, well, thank you for coming on and telling us all about Gracie Girl. Thanks for having me. That would have been really hard to go through. Like it's stressful enough to be a new mum, but being a new mum with such an unwell baby would have been traumatic. Yes, but we just, you know, us mums, we just get the job done and we just keep going. And And how are you feeling because you're pregnant again with a little boy on the way? So how are you feeling now? Do you have worries that he'll have the same problem or...? Are you a bit more relaxed because you've done it before? Um, yes, it's yeah. The two, the, I experienced the two spectrums, so I'm worried. We do have our 20 week appointment next week, so it'll be interesting to see how Bub's heart has formed. But I'm worried because I don't want to deal with a baby with a hole in the heart again. But I'm also kind of prepared mentally, and I also yeah. kind of know what to expect, and I know all the hospital lingo and I know all the hospital procedures unfortunately so I I won't be so lost yeah all right well thank you for chatting to us today you're gonna say bye-bye Gracie Gracie you want to say bye say bye-bye you're too shy now all right well thank you for listening to the Our Village Needs podcast see you guys later bye